Hey everybody, I'm Chris. I'm Steven. We like board games. And beer. We decided to pair them. We think you should too. Welcome to Table Hops. So we just got back from our trip to Charlottesville. Yeah, Charlottesville, Virginia. That was fun. It was super fun. Uh, we recorded all this on the road, but the audio turned out like poo-poo, so we decided to re-record it. Episode two. Episode two. The redo. The redo. <laughs> this is where we <laughs> recap all our life choices and yeah. try and figure out how we got here. Yeah. Uh, that uh, might take us a while. But it was a super great trip. Yeah, it was super, super fun. fun. It yeah. was, uh, what, like four days of, of gaming and beerness? and Right, right. Uh, we we went to a couple of breweries and uh, played a bunch of games. I, I think uh, a lot of games, a lot of games, a lot of games. We we actually we did drink a fair amount of beer, but the thing we drank more of was Mountain Dew Baja, Baja Blast. Blast. Oh, good God! The the sugary. Uh, it's the ooze from Ninja Turtles, is what it is. Yeah, I I felt like I was seeing through time. It's made by TGRI, <laughs> and we stayed up till uh, uh, five o'clock most nights. Well. Most of us did. I tried. I tried. Once you get to my age, um, yeah, when we were playing Overwatch, um, I tried to stay awake. I ended up passing out with controller in hand, and I was jostled awake by uh, some uh, explosions, and I looked up, and my character was just walking into walls. But you still got play of the game. Was that the Torb one? That was the yeah, Torb was one. The tor- <laughs> oh, my turret! <laughs> Chris got a, a play of the game just by walking mm-hmm. and his turret yeah i'm molten cord after i respawned <laughs> i knew my my turret was in the middle of everybody good times fun times yeah yeah what did we bring board on game the wise? trip uh let's start with beer wise and then go to board games i brought a sour bring out your dead spaghetti squash or summer squash, uh, summer, summer, squash. squash. summer squash yeah um and i was like oh that's weird that there's squash in a beer but pumpkin beers are like the same thing so it's not that weird yeah yeah um you couldn't really taste the squash, honestly. Uh, I tried one sip of that, and I felt like I was turning inside out. Because it was an actual sour. It was uh, beyond sour. And it's not oh, your... Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Super good. I enjoyed it. Um, but uh, this trip did did make me realize that you don't like sours mm-hmm. as much as you like tart beers. And That's there's, true. There's a very distinct difference there. True. Um, but in the broad spectrum of what people normally classify beer as. Sure. Yeah, um, but in, in the in the hipster like oh yeah, if we're gonna push, push up, up our glasses, glasses then yeah. uh, it's a different story. It's like IPAs. Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I also brought uh, all I see is carrion, which we are drinking right now. Right actually. now, yep, absolutely. And then you brought a bunch of stuff. Yes, and I remember the name of it now. It was the oh, soft soft crash. I called it the smooth splash on the record on the old recording. Soft crash. It's called oh, the yeah, soft crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's what it's called. It's a uh, it's a mosaic triple dry hopped IPA with German yeast. Yeah, and it was like on the verge of being hazy without being hazy. Yep, and I think we had that when we got up there. I had the whole thing. Yeah, yep, yeah, it was very good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. That's Bench Top. That's a local brewery in Norfolk. Um, but yeah, it was a good, uh, good little IPA. Yeah. And then we, uh, what did we play that night? We played champions. We played champions with both expansions at the same time, which both is the expansions. first time I've done that. Yep. Or he um, hit 183. Which was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. High score points. Like yeah. the expansions were an actual 
expansion to the game expands your options and how you can play the game yeah. as opposed to just adding more of the, of the same. same yeah exactly like, i do feel like the two expansions for that game um they're both strong separately mm-hmm. but they work the best together together well they do they come together no they're separate you buy they're them both separate. separately yeah they're two I mean, separate why would you not play with both if you don't own it i guess <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see an argument for like if I'm if I'm only playing like two or three players, I might not play with the Hill Giants one. Okay. It, you know, there there are certain cards that that flex between both, but they're clearly marked so you can take them out when you mm-hmm. need to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't feel like you know in in a in a four player game, definitely both, right? Because sure. it, it just provides you more options, and no one's no one feels like they're screwed over. But do you think if there's three or less that it's too many options it leaves it too open you want to i don't feel like there's that there's that like like there's always something to do if there's every board open so to narrow it down it'd be better to take that expansion out yeah i I can agree with that sure um so friday after we got back friday we we got up pretty early you made us all breakfast and we pretty early is relative pretty early after staying up till three anything before noon is pretty early to me (laughs) okay uh, yep so yeah. we had breakfast mm-hmm. and is that when we played everdell let's talk about everdell i really yeah. like that game i like the huge tree in the middle of it i like all the little resource tokens it's it is a worker placement uh resource management strategy game mm-hmm. um i do like uh i, I backed this game on kickstarter it's the first kickstarter i've gotten where it was early it's actually okay. two months early. It wasn't supposed to be like out in the masses for another two months. Oh, really? Yeah, so they delivered it early. It was a surprise to everybody. Um, everyone was getting shipping notifications, and all of a sudden they were, they were like, oh, yeah, we shipped it two months early. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy with everything. All the pieces are great. Um, the mechanics are really cool. The first time I played it, I was concerned that it was too short because it I we really went through everything really quickly. Well, when I played against you and Ori, I felt like I think my brother Orion also f- felt like he had to get into the next season really quickly. Yeah. Whereas I was like 3 or 4 turns back. Well, I also think that there was a huge difference in like like you said, Ori was burning through the game. Sure. He was placing dudes, getting resources and not buying anything. He was trying to get to the end. He was trying to get to the end the quickest, which could be a strategy, but I really think that that strategy, which in his head, right, like having not played the game before, kind of makes sense. Sure, but I think um, it's instinctual. Yeah, finish first. Yeah, win I think, the race. I think you lose some of the you know the bonuses from like your uh, your leaf cards that get you your recurring bonuses. Yeah, it's you know huge. what I mean. It's huge. Um, I really liked it, although I felt like the best way to play it is to play it slow and long yeah like a very white album i agree um i felt like the theme is great in it you know the whole yeah. like the tree it's the, huge the it's art cool. is great the complexity of like a you know 14 and up game mm-hmm. but with the setup look and everything of like a younger kids game certainly yeah yeah so it was a cool blast in the past because like i haven't played a game with that much cool aesthetics right. in a while yeah um so we we played Everdell. Um, yep. And then we played. What else do we play? Oh, we played the Game of Thrones game. Yes, we, we finally did. We finally figured out that game. So just a little bit of backstory on the Game of Thrones game. I got it 
last year for my birthday two years ago for my birthday Jeez! so the first time we played it i messed up a rule hardcore and forced my brother to cheat and he won obviously and then we tried to play it a second time and i messed up a second rule oh it was the uh the neutral party Mm -hmm. and i messed up that rule so we ended up taking over an entire continent that was supposed to be off limits to us anyway so we totally lost now to be fair this game after we read the rules in order and spent the time learning it it's not as complicated as it seems it's actually pretty simple pretty simple um it does have a 40 minute how to play video and i think that's a little daunting there's a lot of minutia rules sure i think it's one of those games where like as soon as you get it oh you're good to go but to like i think it's easier to do than to teach yes i agree baseball have you ever played baseball i've seen it I've seen the balls and the bases. After that weekend, I found there's another game exactly like it set in feudal Japan. Like, What's it called? Can't remember. It's the exact same thing. Game of Thrones. Um, um, I was a little surprised that Ori won with the military victory. I kind of feel like that happens less than a timeout. I think it probably depends on player count. True. And you mean military combat just by taking over seven, seven citadel or seven castles, castles, strongholds. Yeah. yeah. So the object is to get either seven castle stronghold combinations, having seven of those, you win automatically as soon as it happens. Yeah. Or once 10 turns have happened, whoever has the most points wins. Yeah. You know what was a lot more interesting than I kind of at first thought was the combat. I really like the combat in that game. I like the house cards and yeah. I like how you're apparently also house cards are open knowledge you can look at someone's hand yeah before combat before combat sure sure you have to remember what it's just it's just like during bidding everyone knows how much money everyone has or power before it happens sure sure um but once you enter that phase like no other game has the intrigue as the game of thrones game like well i'm sure there's some that have similar but i mean that was like there's a lot of that both in combat and in bidding on the the three different player order tokens yeah. i mean that's giant. But yeah I, th- I think the key of that game is just reading the instructions line by line i think that's our new like just my new rule in life right because i'm always blamed for messing up rules which i do because i rely on we all do yeah we all do we all do um i think it's just because we're excited and we want to just get playing game. yeah and then when we find out we screwed up a rule it just Whoops. ruins the experience. It does. Because you know? it really, at that point, you're like, well, everything's fucked. Yeah. Um, but I really like that game now that we've got it like done. Now, what I'd like to do is, before another year goes by, I'd like to play that game again and sort yeah. of keep it fresh in my mind. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we should. I think, I think Angela would like it a lot. Angela would love that game. It does seem very daunting at first. Um, and it's not... It's not a pick-up-and-go game. It's not a pick-up-and-go. It's also, like... It's a pick-up, drop it for two years, pick it up again. <laughs> yeah. I do like how there's very little downtime. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, mm-hmm. you kind of just go, go, go. Um, I like the secret tokens that you place down. I've played other games similar to that. You mean, the, the like, the action tokens? Yeah, like, you, turn, you, you choose an action for each character you have, and you put it... Or each armor you have, and you put it down, face down. Mm-hmm. And once you put it there, it's pretty much committed, unless you've fuck up like i did yeah and then you turn them all up and then there it is yeah i think the hardest thing about that game is just like under like the sea battle stuff is still like a little little wonky it's a little wonky um the ports are what messed me up oh really i think the ports are much easier now well now everything is easier 
But at first, I, I, I still didn't... C battles still get me right because C movement and C battling work differently. Sure, like I can move from yes. location to location via C, but I can't battle via location to location via C. You could attack a land location with a C army, right? But I have to have a C army there. Well, yeah, but I can't have my dudes in the middle of the C. No, right? No, you could not. Right. Yeah, and that's that's where it. Like then I have to build a bunch of boats. Build or, a bunch of boats. Yeah, that that sounds whack. Dude, the boat. The biggest thing was the boat to support. That seems to be their best. Their best thing. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's why you have the port. It's right? huge. Because then, if you have a port, there's going to be a sea attached to it. And if you have a boat in the sea and the port, that's two different supports. Yep. And that's where I was like, you know, like I understood the ports, but I didn't understand how versatile they could be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I understood what they did, and it's like, why is that a thing? Now that I understand that, it's super cool. I like the. Um, I like the uh, three different event decks. Yep. And the wildling thing is It's just neat. a great game. It, it's it's good all around. Yeah. Um it's it's another I like to play it more. Yeah. It's another seven game for me. Um just cuz I feel that while I personally like it, um I'd be concerned about like it is very competitive. Well, yeah. The, uh, it's a Game of Thrones game. <laughs> well, certainly. Yeah. yeah, but it's like it's it's definitely not for somebody who like doesn't enjoy. It's not for everybody because it can be cutthroat, too. I think it kind of yeah it, sure, but I feel like if you're gonna play a Game of Thrones game, you if you have any idea what Game of Thrones is, it's gonna be cutthroat. Well, sure, yeah. Um, I would also now that I understand it, I want to vote it higher, but because of its learning curve, a seven point five is probably what I give it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I think the game is fantastic. I think it's a really hard game to jump into. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Yeah, again, it's not I, an elegant game. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. I I do think that the first time you play this game, you need to set aside three hours to mm-hmm. play it. Yeah, and you need to have a practice run. Yeah, get everything wrong and then try again two years later. <laughs> so what do we play next? Uh, so after the Game of Thrones, I think we got up and actually went out. Yeah, we went to Pro Renata. We went to Pro Renata that time, and I right. was super impressed. Yeah. Um, Steven was talking about how... Well, tell us the story about when you went out there with Angela. Um, yeah, so... Um, God, it must have been about a year and a half ago now. Right? Yeah, a year and a half ago. And my wife and I were up in Charlottesville to uh, pick apples at Carter Mountain. Mm-hmm. Um, which has become like a yearly thing for us. Um, and we were checking out a bunch of breweries in the area and just kind of seeing what the area was about the first time up there. And we were driving towards Blue Mountain. We just left Star Hill. And on our drive down there, we we passed this big building, and it said Farm Brewery on it. It had a bunch of dogs outside, and that, of course, got my wife's attention. And she was like, well, let's go there. And I was like, sure, why not? I nothing else to do. So we turned around this neighborhood and uh, turned out to be our favorite Charlottesville brewery. Yeah. Um, Pronata, I, I think, has some great beer. They have a good variety of beer. Sure. Um at that time, they hadn't built the fallout shelter in the back. Which is amazing. <laughs> um, Big fan of that. And uh, it's it's not steampunky, but it's like... It's kind of industrial looking. It's like industrial country. It's like it's like if somebody had like a barn and they wanted to make it into a man cave. Yep, that's a good call. That's a good call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have a bunch of... Uh, you know, all their packaging's great. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. 
I kind of like that about it. So their um, their bombers all have like a prescription style label to them because mm-hmm. Proronata, which we found out, means um, I forgot the direct translation, but it means like take as needed, like yeah. use when symptoms occur. Yeah, basically, drink this when you need to drink this. That's yeah. what it means, and it's going to be featured in one of our upcoming videos. Yeah, super yeah. excited about yeah, that. Me too. Um, so we were there and we played Grizzled. Yes, and lost twice. Twice. Yeah, that game is brutal. It is brutal. I love that game though. Um, the that game is super hard, um, and I think that's why I like it so much. Um, because it's very it, challenging. It is very challenging. Uh, I man the the second game we played, I got the mute. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, in this game, you can get hard knocks or what they're called, right? And they uh, there's a detriment that your character gets, or like some sort of disadvantage that you're not allowed to do something. And Steven, who owns the game and was explaining the game to us, received the uh, mute uh, hard knock, which he's not allowed to speak for, what, 30 minutes or something ridiculous. No, Until, while I have the card. While he has the card. And it ended up being about 30 minutes. Like, yeah. there was a good chunk of change where we're like, are we allowed to do this? And you just be like, shrug. Oh. Just, I would I would point to the rule book. Yep. And I'd be like, ah, I don't want to read that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we lost both those. I have beaten that game before. Um, it was actually with Angela at another brewery where okay. we, we, we played it like four times in a row until we finally beat it. Okay. Um, it just comes down to this point where you like, you start to learn like signs that like, I know that you have this type of thing. Cause one of the, one of the ways that you fail missions is by having three of one type of card out. Mm-hmm. Um, so you just get to know like. Like, I know that you have a whistle card, or I know that you have a knight card, right? So, I and then you can kind of game think that's play easier like that. in a two player game than it's much yeah, easier yeah. in a two player game. And it's just because that you're not like you're not balancing that relationship with multiple people, sure. And I think the other difficulty is, um, when you have the speeches, right? You're gonna name out something that you think someone else has, yep. And it's not really worth it unless you're going to get all the other players. If you just I think one getting one, them, getting one, is getting fine. one is okay. Yeah, getting I mean, I is, guess it's better than nothing. Getting one is totally fine, especially because when you think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it means that you're not playing a card down, so okay. it's leaving the loop open for somebody oh, else. Oh, true, true. You're not adding something to the exactly. scary pile. Exactly. Um, I think with more players, the uh, hard knocks would be more difficult because if you have four out in the game, you're you're just dead. Yeah, you're you're dead. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. I think the game only goes up to four players. So That sounds right. Yeah. Any more than that, I'd be yeah. more confused than I was already. There is an expansion to that game. I don't think I'll ever get it. Um, is <laughs> just because, uh, A, I don't play that game enough, and B, from what I've heard, it doesn't add anything. Like It's just, it's just like more the same. That's that's the thing about expansions, right? Maybe we should, I mean, maybe we should talk about that on an episode. It's like Expansions? Expansions. expansions. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I would give Grizzled like a six and a half it's a fun bar game i don't i don't think i've ever played it at home yeah I've okay never, i've okay. never played it i can home. see that it yeah um my bar games are usually different than yours but i can see it as being a bar game <laughs> my bar games are like who's this drunk guy next to me that i've never met want to play a game grizzled <laughs> right <laughs> uh but yeah um a group uh, a bar game amongst friends totally fair yeah totally good what would you give it I think a 6.5 is fair. Yeah. I give it a 6.5 as well. Yeah. Uh, so we played that. We played Tiny Epic Defenders. 
which Always is a good one. Which is one of our like new favorite it games. Is. And you know, you know what's funny is now that we talk about it, the first time I played it, and I think it's on our video. I didn't rate it. I rate it like a seven. You I did. think you rated it a nine. Yep. Um, I would rate it higher now that I've played it more because I didn't realize how extremely different each side of each location was. Oh yeah, that's huge. And not only is each side different, but the combinations that you get with the different. What? How many is that? Six locations besides the center. There's six different locations yeah. besides the center. So those yep. combinations is just ginormous. Yeah, and not only that, but the, the different monster combinations you have. Yeah. And then we found out we were playing the game wrong. And, how were we were playing the game wrong? Um. So you actually you shuffle up that that random deck on That's top of the right. foe. That's right. So you don't know if you're getting a. Uh, before we were playing the dyers or at the end. Right, now exactly. Now the Dyers can start early. Anytime, yeah. And that's yeah. huge. Um, but we we have beaten it twice. Twice. Since twice. I, I've loved everything Game Boy Games has come it's, out with so far. Yeah, it's fun. Heroes of Lancey and Air is like on my wish list. That's the one I was telling you where the box is so big it won't fit in oh, the Oh, right. That's this, they have all these tiny games <laughs> and then one fucking ginormous game. Oh, that's hilarious. So yeah, that's that's on my wish list. And I'm I'm kind of I'm on the fence about getting it. Okay. Um, just because it is so big, and I will, have. Will they have it at Gen Con? Will, oh, you, I, will you be able to try it out? Here's here's Land, Air, and Sea is a, is an older game. Um, it's an older game. Yeah. So they 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 just came out. They have another Kickstarter now that is for. Um, or actually, Kickstarter ended, and it's now in Backer Kit. But it's uh, what's Backer Kit? It's just another pledge manager. Okay. Um, love the whole conversation. It's like the uh, the dark web of Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but they they released a new expansion for it, which adds Merfolk and some other folk. Airfolk, land folk. It might be airfolk. Airfolk. Um. It, it, yeah, it is airfolk actually because you <laughs> you you add a a cloud onto. Oh, the, good. On, so the the board is like four different continents. Oh, cool. Um. And then the air folk add a air continent onto it. So when you purchased um, uh, Tiny Epic Western during our trip, I kind of figured that they'd all be the same, but the gameplay is completely different. They're all immensely different. Yeah. yeah. The only thing you say about it is that they're tiny and epic. They are epic. Yeah. Um, that the uh, the bartender at um, Provenato was like super interested in what we were doing. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. He was a big big gamer apparently, and he wanted us to tag him. So we'll probably do that um, on this episode. And then we, uh, there was a few other board gamers there too. There was a couple of, uh, there was a couple. Yeah, they were playing Carcassonne. Carcassonne, yeah. And they also had uh, Duke. 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 Yeah. I don't know what Duke is. It's a uh, victory point collecting game. Okay. It's like a hand management type thing. Okay. I see. Super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it reminded me and Ryan about uh, Majesty? Majesty. Is that the Pretty Princess game? Mon- Monarch. Monarch. <laughs> monarch yeah monarch is super fun. i like the game a lot i collected all the dresses all the dresses all the dresses i'm actually playing a uh a big board version of monarch at gen con what does that mean what's a just bigger version everything's bigger physical (laughs) (laughs) yeah you actually have to put on the dress (laughs) (laughs) i have eight dresses and they're all on me right now if you you actually have to collect the pomeranian you have to chase it around the convention center (laughs) that's fantastic we left there and went to the um the the farm fresh and ended up with a bunch of taquitos uh pizza bagel bites and uh a whole case of mountain dew Baja Blast. Chris, would you like to describe what uh, what other Mountain Dews you have <laughs> in life? So I did not know that there was this whole rainbow of Mountain Dews. So they're like, oh, should we get the Code Red? Should we get the uh, 
uh, purple lightning. No, that's not what it's called. Pitch black. Pitch black. It's purple. It's not black. It's purple. Anyway, I'm like, uh, I've had the green one. <laughs> Have you guys had the green one? Apparently, that's and just... And he was very serious uh, about apparently it. Apparently, that's just normal Mountain Dew. It's just no- regular old Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. We went to Crozet Pizza, right? Mm-hmm. That was that was good pizza. Um, well, it was okay pizza. Oh, I had the... God, the tart peach colch right that was pretty good was super good mm-hmm. oh my god it tasted like a like a peach gummy ring that's right uh, yeah i remember you going on about that uh, that was good i had the hop gun hop gun's so good yeah it's a good one and then we came back and played metal gear risk that's right for the first time first round so um metal gear risk um all the rules of regular risk are there except for the main objectives objective of the game is to collect objective tokens yep. there there are eight on the board that everyone knows about and they have objectives such as like control asia take over a certain number of cities uh and if you collect three of those you win the game regardless of um world domination or not and, and when you collect an objective you also get a bonus right right and the, the little bonus token might be something like an extra maneuver at the beginning or end of your turn or it might allow you to uh, put an airfield down which gives you bonuses in whatever territory you decide to put that down in. Um, and there's also bosses that you can um, hire, and they are they add eight-sided dice to your armies, and they also uh, give you special abilities that are different for each boss. Yeah, I think that uh, Metal Gear Risk is one of my favorite Risk. Um, I think Game of Thrones is still number one for me, mm-hmm. um, just because there's that added level of interaction. Sure. Um, I like the Game of Thrones one a lot, and I think the reason I like it is because um, you have recurring um, uh, abilities that you can tap into on your characters that are always in view. I like the little player boards that count things for you. That makes life easier for me. Um, The main complaint I've had from serious Risk players, such as Orion and Todd, are um, the gold objectives make the game a little... So, So in Metal Gear Risk, the objectives are public to everyone. In Game of Thrones Risk, however, the objectives are private in your hand. That's what I like. Which is cool. Yeah. However, the gold one for the amount of victory points you get is actually kind of easy. Like one of them is like collect a thousand gold, get four victory points. Oh, that's uh, that's kind of easy. Yeah. Um, so that's a little unbalanced, I think. Yeah, I agree. But um, yeah. So yeah. So uh, other than that, it's just regular risk, right? Yeah. Other than the objectives, it's regular mm-hmm. risk. And I think the more people you have, especially if everyone gets an objective, the more it's going to end up just being regular risk. And I think that's why I don't like it. Because there are very few games that I can sit and play for four and five hours at a time. Oh, okay. Risk is not one of them. Risk is not one of them. And that's just because unlike most four to five hour games, Risk has so much downtime. A lot of downtime. And right. not only is it downtime, it's like getting my ass kicked time. That well, I can't, and I can't, I can't respond to. And if you play with anything more than four people... It could be 20 minutes before your next turn comes around. Yeah, I hate that. That's very true. I think that might be why it's not one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, and that's why I like Game of Thrones Risk is because, like, first of all, your objectives are hidden, mm-hmm. right? So no one's going to know actively that I'm, like, going after 18 territories. Sure. Uh, so Metal Gear Risk for me is a six and a half. I can give that. Um, have you played the um, uh, Walking Dead Risk? I have not. No. Okay. That risk 
is the most unrisk game I've played out of all the risk variants. Okay. Yeah. It's more of a um, not tower defense, but kind of a survival game, right? Oh. That- so so it's 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 very different. First okay. of all, the map is very small. First, okay. So you have that. Second, there is a always no matter how many people. Well, no, you can play with a six-player variant where the six player takes the role of the zombies but normally the zombies is just the game okay and every turn more and more zombies come and you're trying to just survive by kicking them out of your area but you can also screw other people over by invading their area so it's a balance between defending and attacking out okay uh so yeah it's more of a defense game than anything else um, i don't even know if i call it a risk game honestly play yeah, the is- only different the only thing that's risk is the way combat works you roll three dice versus two ties are counted that way it, that's the only thing that's the same hmm it doesn't sound much like risk it's not risky Jim. um so then saturday so, you and i played azul that's right that's right because we woke up on time <laughs> yeah we woke up and played azul yeah, for the first was pretty cool that was your first time playing azul yes it was right yeah um i like that game it's a good abstract game um yes. it's not it's not themey, but I don't think it needs to be. Yeah, this was just matching tiles, making sequences, and yeah, putting colors together. And th- it was it was fun. I, I liked it. I thought it was a great breakfast game. Um, it's a good breakfast game. I do think it's a great filler game. Like I would like to see how it plays with multiple people because I've only played it one v one. Oh, you mean like yeah, yeah, totally. Like, how would that affect? I, I know when you have more people, you add more of those little circles with more tiles on them. Mm-hmm. So the board gets bigger the more people find out. People, I know on the back of the cards there's a completely different variant of the game where there's no like patterns you're supposed to follow. You're just supposed to like make stuff up. Really? Yeah, it's all gray on the back. Uh, so then we went to Three Notched. <laughs> um, yes, we did. The new Three Notched, which I hadn't been to. I I did, I'd never been to Three Notched. I've had their beers before um, at a local bottle shops, but I have not had I not been to their brewery. So I'd been to the tiny Three Notch, but not this new fancy Three Notch that had a big restaurant in inside everything. Yeah, you were telling me how small it was, and then we showed up, and I'm like, whoa! Yeah, it was huge. It was big. Uh, super good. Um, I had the... Uh, Riptide, not Riptide. Uh, Whirlpool. Whirlpool. The Whirlpool. Yeah, the, the dishwasher. Yeah. Uh, that was super <laughs> good. And I also had the Watermelon Goza. Uh, the Watermelon Goza was a little too sweet for me. Um, a little too Jolly Ranchery. But. I think we have opposite ends of the sour spectrum. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. I want my sour to be a sour. I don't want it to be a candy. I want to have a candy. The only one that I like like that is that tart peach colch because it had enough tartness but it also tasted like a peach gummy ring. It was like the perfect balance. balance. I can see that. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, Tell us about the Whirlpool. The Whirlpool was great. Um, I thought it... God, what was the name of that hop? It was a, a melon flute hop or something? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. It was a weird hop. I never heard of I it. I never heard of it before. Um, but apparently the melon flavor did not come from any melon added to it. It was all that weird hop. The that weird hop, has a yeah. melony and it, and it wasn't like a strong melon. Like it, and it, that's the thing about double IPAs. I feel a lot of people throw that around, but I, it's just the recipe. It's yeah. just the amount of ingredients they add to it that makes it a... It, it's IBUs was like zero. That was the one that was a zero. Was that one zero? I think so. I mean, I tasted it. Yeah, it you was could, just... Uh, it was not hoppy at all. Not at all. And I'm like, well, how is it a double? Um, super good though and then you had a flight and a bunch of other stuff yes right? i did i had a lot of them there um my favorite one was the uh, big slice there um there there was the other double ipa the uh, the uh hazier one okay that one was really good 
I like that one a lot. I had their, um, I had a stout by them, and that was also delicious. Uh, it was a chocolatey variant on something they normally have there. Was it the s'mores one? Yes, the biggie. Yeah, the big, the bigs, the yeah. I'd have to look at my untapped to remember what it was called, but it was like a s'mores with double dark chocolate, and it was amazing. It was everything I like about a stout that you don't like about stouts. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. I loved it. Um, but yeah, their stuff was very good, and their food was very good. I like. I had a great ex- experience the whole time I was there. I would. That's definitely a place I would go back and be. Let's go there. Yeah, super yeah. good. Yeah, super good. Um, but then we, we left there and went to Hardywood. Hardywood's Pilot House, which yeah. was kind of a letdown, honestly. Um, I really like Hardywood's beer. Um, and they had all the staples there, which was, I wasn't really expecting. In my mind, a Pilot House is like, this is where you try new things. Agreed. And see Agreed. how it goes. It's like the testing house. Kind yeah. Of. But it was really just a satellite kind of dive. Well, not dive bar. It was a downtown. They bar. did. They were like they did have a tiny brew set up. Although I did have their um, pineapple upside down cake. I thought it was delicious. I really liked it. Um, it was very sweet, sweet candy soury. And you candy. had it with cherry syrup. Yep, added cherry syrup. Yeah, because the original one was too tart for me. <laughs> like put a little cherry syrup in my beer. Oh boy. Yeah. We left there and went back to Peronado. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Um, yeah, Peronado is definitely my favorite brewery of the Charlottesville area trip. And you, you had one beer that you were like really into. Which, at which place? At Peronado. Oh, the, uh, Beans Deep. Their the coffee, coffee stout. stout. Their coffee stout. Um, I had it on Nitro there. Twice. I drank 32 ounces of coffee stout there. Um, it was delicious. It, it, especially the Nitro. Most Nitros, unless, you know, they're a specific type i'm not not a big nitro fan but the the nitro coffee stout was really good because it kind of added that little like creamy frappuccino-y taste to the top it also of it. didn't taste like a stout it tastes like cold pressed coffee it tastes like coffee yeah it was good but good coffee like it was it was good yeah. the only coffee i had that was better than that was that snowing in space god i just want to swim in that that stuff was so good we got these uh these cans of uh where they they're nitrogen right they're nitro cans of cold pressed really dense black coffee yeah uh, they're made by a local shop i think the shop is called snowing in space okay um but they have the address on the it's in charlottesville but it's uh it's um coffee that's uh, a normal cup of black coffee is what 95 milligrams of caffeine i think so i think and, we looked that up and then a um yeah this i'm just saying numbers right now so just don't <laughs> believe me a uh a can of baja blast is like 55 milligrams of caffeine and 10 milligrams of crack <laughs> and then a snowing in space is 305 milligrams of caffeine it is a lot of caffeine but it's so good it's so good so oh we got four God. cans of that for the road <laughs> i drank all of them um we got back to the house and played Middle Gear again. Mm-hmm. Um, and Ori went, went last and still won. Still God won. damn it. Orion That's why went, I drink. Orion went first the uh, first time he won. And then round two, he went last and won again. Yeah. There's nothing, no no doubt about that. Um, Great job, Orion. You did it. Fucking risk. <laughs> <laughs> so then we played Overwatch till five o'clock in the morning, ah. and Chris was playing in this bungee chair. Is that the bungee chair day? That's the there bungee was three chair days. I felt like there was one day where I just got too tired. There's one day where I literally passed out <laughs> while playing, and there's another day where I was in a bouncy chair 
and I went completely crazy. Yeah, that was that was Saturday night. You went completely crazy in the bungee chair. Lost it. You you caught yourself up in the bungee chair somehow. Oh, I sat on the uh, backrest. Yeah, I put my butt in the backrest and got sucked into it. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad news bears. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was and like mousetrap. And then you started getting delirious. <laughs> yep. I couldn't tell if you were just drunk or tired. Or having a stroke. Yep. Or all three. All three. And then that leads into our big fun day. Ooh. Sunday. Sunday fun day. <laughs> okay, that was the day where I woke up, made a cup of coffee for myself, put it on the table, and sat down and relaxed, reached over, and in my hand, for some reason, was a Baja Blast can. Somehow it transported. And oh, wanted geez. you to drink it. It was so bad. But what did we do Sunday, Chris? Sunday, we uh, left Orion and went north to Adroit Brewing. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Adroit was everything I wanted it to be. I, I kind of wanted to enter Diablo's Lair. <laughs> like, I wanted it to be a little more... Uh, what's the word? Imposing? Right? I wanted it to be okay. bigger. I yeah. wanted it to be bigger. I knew it was going to be small because when I was talking to my local bottle shop guys, like, I heard they just got air conditioning. I'm like neat <laughs> yeah so adroit was definitely small they only had like four tables or something like that very tiny little brewery but they're opening um, up a new t- tasting room they the are front. and next week yeah actually um and then uh they I th- god i mean i still have not had a beer there that i didn't like no everything there was uh, amazing besides the hawaiian punch i spent five dollars in a cup of hawaiian <laughs> punch it was good it was good i would never do it again but i'm like i see this you know ectoplasmic colored beer and i'm like i need to get one yep so just for the experience yeah i had the uh illusion in the sheets that's not the name of it (laughs) (laughs) that's what i call it the illusion something uh it's their goza Uh, i had the jalapeno version and the mango yeah yeah the jalapeno the mango one i really like that one the mango one uh it's not my thing the jalapeno one kind of tasted like uh blended salsa So you had a bunch of stuff at Adroit, though, right? I did. I had, um, i trying to remember. The, the difficulty of remembering what you had at the brewery is they only have, like, technically six different beers and then variations on those beers. Which I think is fine. No, it's totally fine, but it's hard to remember. Not only are the names of the beers confusing. Oh, sure. Trying to remember all the different flavors. Like, you can't even remember the name of your jalapeno oh, and mango. <laughs> <laughs> illusions on the streets um, illusions in the sheets you had black church didn't you or black what is it called black celebration black celebration um so i had the black celebration double stuffed oreo stout which yeah, it was tasted like an oreo yeah, oh my god it's like a whole pack of oreos somehow stuffed them into into one glass of milk yeah let it sit for a thousand years and then drank it yeah uh, without the milk spoilage it was good that's what i'm trying to tell you and then you had hawaiian punch I had the, um, again, I don't remember the name of the beer. Antithesis. and Yeah, the Antithesis Blue Hawaiian Punch Edition. Yeah. And literally the description was, this tastes like Blue Hawaiian Punch is what you're getting. I'm like, I'll take one. And they didn't lie to you. No, it tastes like Blue Hawaiian Punch. I spent $5 <laughs> on a little tiny sipper of Hawaiian Punch. I could have gotten three two liters of Hawaiian Punch, but it was good. I also had a, uh, what else did I have? It's the one that Matt thought he bought. Oh, I don't remember. I don't remember what it's called. That's the diff. They, I think that's the difficulty of their, of their names is they're hard to remember. Well, and they change so often. Right. It's like talking to Deckard Kane. 
<laughs> He's the one who names their beers. Yeah, I I want to see the new tasting room. Really bad. I do want to see their new tasting room because it looked cool from what what we could see in the windows. They need to make a dungeon underneath them, <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe that's what they'll turn the old tap room into. Right. All oh, fresh meat. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, but that I, that was arguably our most expensive beer tab of the weekend. Yeah. No argument. Yeah. Yep. Spent too much. <laughs> we played Suro. We at played Suro at Adroit. I like that game a lot. So Suro is a tile placement survival game. Kind of. You know what's interesting about Suro, though, is I don't think it's any more thematic than uh, Azul. Agreed. But I think it comes across a lot stronger. But that's because you weren't making dragon noises. <laughs> you have to make dragon flying noises as you place your tile. Can you give, give me an example? <laughs> is your dragon full of helium and slowly losing it? Uh, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it'd be like, <laughs> sure, that works <laughs> fine. We have different kinds of dragons, Chris. You're right. Not That's why I won. Are the same. I won, right? Did you win? Yes. I didn't lose. It was between you and EB. I couldn't remember. And I had that super swoop. You did have the yep. super swoop. Yep. That's right. You won. It was like a 12 tile. It was super fun, though. Yeah, I, I like the game a lot. Um, that's a game that I enjoy playing with non-gamers. Because I feel like it could also be called Le Mans Race- Raceway and still be the same game. Le Mans Raceway is a different game entirely. Is it really a game? I was just making that up. Remember we were talking about the bartender at Adroit? On the way up, we're like, I wonder who does the artwork. It's so cool. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's probably just the bartender. It's like, it's me. I make the beers. I draw the pictures. <laughs> I do everything. <laughs> Um, so we went to Dragon Hops. Yeah, it was very disappointing. It was. It was. Uh, here's the Let, thing. Let's not beat around the bush. I want to beat this bush to death. Had we started with them, it was. It, a droid is an extremely hard act to follow. Um, but they did have a really cool space. Yeah, and they decorated it nice. Um, nice big tables to game on. Yeah, uh, and the food truck was great. I really like the food. Yeah, truck. the food truck was pretty good. The Sweet tea barbecue sauce. Never had that before. That was neat. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, dude. That's like my favorite kind of barbecue sauce. I've never had... I never had sweet tea until I was 16. Really? Let alone sweet tea barbecue sauce. Wow. I didn't know what it was. In Canada, it's not the same thing. So, yeah. So, then we played Tiny Epic Defenders at uh, Dragon Hops. Yep. And won. Won. Um, first time playing it with four players, and I thought it was super fun. Um, God, that mm. game is slowly becoming, like, one of my, like, favorite pick-up-and-go games. It's super small. You know, I can fit it basically in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little worried about something, Stephen. Why? I'm a little worried that bringing it to all these breweries, bringing it on the road with us, we're going to lose Sailor Moon's wand or the wizard hat or the wings. We're going to lose one of those pieces. Well, you know what's going to happen, Chris. What's going to happen? We're going to like this game so much, and we're on the verge. Uh-huh. Or I'm going to buy the Dark War. What's the Dark War? It's the expansion to Tiny Oh, yeah, Defenders. that's right. Oh, I did remember seeing that. It comes with more plastic <gasps> pieces. That's awesome. Chris just orgasmed. I did. I did. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like Gumby turning inside out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Is um, the, the, uh, there's a point in our... Because we did record all this stuff ahead of time um, in the moment. But unfortunately, the the audio was so bad that we just didn't want to subject you to it. Yep. 
However, there's a point where the audio gets pretty clear, and it's we turn the. I, I learned how to use the recorder, and I turned the gain down. <laughs> and we learned how to use the gain, and we, we recorded it, and everything was great, and it sounded pretty clear. And that's when it started raining really heavily. Yeah. So it was like clear voices. And, and so yeah. we stopped at Taco Bell and got more Baja Blast. Because they had this giant like thing that said, like, what does it say? It's like, everything's better with Baja Blast. It is. Everything is better. I really want to get Orion that shirt that says, life's short. Now it's shorter. Baja Blast. <laughs> Did you see that, that thing I sent you? It was a Baja Blast shark. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's so good. It's the best. It's so good. Um, All right. And that's it. And yeah. We haven't. And and that's it. Now we're getting ready to go on separate adventures together. Yes, yes. So, um, yeah. Um, separate adventures together? <laughs> Apart? <laughs> um, so, uh, Stephen, tell us about Gen Con, what you're doing. Yeah, so uh, Gen Con, is, I'll be at Gen Con when this comes out, actually. Um, and going to spend some time gaming mm-hmm. and uh, drinking and enjoying all the nerddom that is Gen Con. I actually have like a whole day where I'm, I don't have any events scheduled, and so I'm just going to prowse around the floor and... Prowse? Prowse, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I actually found out yesterday. Mm-hmm. So Lucas Oil Field Stadium is right next to the convention center. Okay. It's connected by a sky bridge. Oh! And what they do is they have events inside of, like, the boxes inside the stadium. Okay. But then they also put tables on the field. So you can play. What? It's open gaming on the football field. Dude, no way. Are they playing football while that's going on? No. (laughs) But um, apparently that's where they put the museum of like all the ancient games that they have. Um, Ancient games. Yeah. Like the original monopolies there. Oh, not like Mancala. (laughs) Right? We're not going ancient ancient. No, no. Not like Egypt. Okay. Um. But yeah, so that's where like all their like large open gaming takes place. That's super um, cool. So I'm I'm, I'm going to try and get some cool shots there, and I, I'm super excited. I I think my my most exciting thing, or it's two exciting things. One is the True Dungeon Adventure, which I talked right, about last yeah, episode. I'm so excited about that. And the second thing is Fireball Island. They're going to have that there. They are going to have it there. Oh my god! So and and Angel and I are both playing it there. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, hopefully it's as good as as everyone says it is. So we're gonna play that there, and, and it's it's a recreation of the '80s game, but they've put some modern day mechanics into it. Wow. It's, it's less it. just like luck of the ball uh-huh. and more actual like strategy. It's like it. what they do with jungle golf. <laughs> nope. Okay, uh, let's move on. Hotel gaming. Tell me about that. Yeah. So. Um, there's a whole bunch of hotels connected via the Sky Bridge. Sky Bridge, so, which I don't understand, but I'm going to go with. Yeah. It's kind of like the bridge that connects the parking deck to It's like to Rainbow Waterside. Road in Mario Kart? Yeah, exactly. It's okay. the same thing. I'll just, let's run with that. Um, and so different developers will actually rent out ballrooms in these hotels connected to the convention. Oh, cool. And then they'll do their own thing. Super like cool. Like AEG's doing this big board game night where if you come in and play there, they give you a board game. Wow. Yeah. Wowza! So we're gonna do that, and uh, there's a there's a bunch of board game celebrities we're gonna try and uh, meet up with. And um, what are board game celebrities? You know, like Tom Vassell of the Dice Tower, Josh and Brandon from Brawling Brothers, the Top Hat from Monopoly, Marty and Tom, Marty and Tony from uh, Rolling Dice and Taking Names, um, Jamie from the Secret Cabal podcast, uh, Mandy and Suzanne, Eric Summer. 
It's all these celebrities, man. That's awesome. And, and then there's going to be developers there galore. Eric Lang's going to be there. Ignacy's going to be there. Um, there are rumors that Betrayal Legacy will be there. <gasps> because I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, the guy who made like the original Legacy, the original Risk Legacy, is going to be there. Wow. Is so. he the one running the Risk Legacy? Or the uh, Betrayal? Sorry, Betrayal Legacy? Yeah, he designed it. Super cool. Yeah. And of course, like all the the big like publishers will be there. FFG will be there. Druid City will be there. Uh, Stonemire, Arcane Wonders, all the big know, ones. Yeah, um, I think you know not to get too deep, but my the my most looking forward to game of Gen Con 2018 is Forbidden Sky. Right, I remember you telling me about that. It's uh, it's like lines or something in the sky that you have to connect or power yeah, lines. Yeah, power lines. Power apparently. lines. So not not a whole lot is known about it yet. Um, but I am definitely going to try and pick up a copy. Um, and uh, you know, I, hopefully I get to play it. Yeah. If, even if I don't pick How up cool a copy, how cool would that be? Right. Yeah. Do you think they'll have the new scythe at Gen Con? The or is that too far ahead? No, they probably won't. It's being released at Gen Con. People already have it. What? Yeah. What? You should get it. I'll give you cash money. Or you have to ship it. You're flying. I got it for your birthday. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you didn't. I did. No, I don't I believe it. I, did. I don't believe it. I, I ordered that and I got the uh, the metal coins. No, you didn't. I did. No. Oh, I'm so erect. Um, they're not going to ship until the middle of August, though. That's fine. But your birthday's not till not till September. September, and we celebrate in August anyway. So it's usually like, it's perfect. Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, we're gonna play some fucking scythe. That's you're fun. you're going on a cruise. Yes. Yeah, so it's my honeymoon coming up. So I'm gonna have the exact opposite experience of you. Uh, it's gonna be a complete no Chris's regular lifestyle thing. No music. No playing guitar. No board games. A well, lot of beer. Well, what? not entirely not, Chris. It's going to be... You're going to bring cards with you. Oh, I always do. I always do. I yeah. always bring cards with me. I'm actually going to brush up on my magic skills before showing up there. I'm super excited for you. I, I know this is your honeymoon, and, I'll, yeah. and I'm not going to bother you. Right. Um, we should do a Freaky Friday and switch on Friday only. Like, I really want to see Gen Con. I'm so, I'm so jealous. You should come next year. I want to come next year. You should totally come. It's in the summer. There's no reason why. There's no reason why not. Yeah, no reason at all. And as long as long as you're okay with sharing a dude, sharing a, a sharing hotel, a dude, sharing a dude, <laughs> sharing a dude. I'm all right. Let's sharing, go. Sharing a hotel flights tonight you know, with a bunch of people. Yeah, why like, not? Then you can. I mean, we're going on this. We're like to for us to get there. The whole trip's costing us like six hundred bucks. That's nothing. That's nothing. Nothing. Right. The the majority of our expenses are uh, board games. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I get that. Um. So yeah, so until next time, good games, good beers, great, great times. times.